As we've been talking about this morning, an unidentified object was shot down over part of the Yukon on Saturday. And this is after the Prime Minister said it violated Canadian airspace. So it was shot down by an American jet as part of the NORAD agreement with the United States. Now, that is the agreement where our two countries monitor this shared airspace together. This was also followed by the U.S. shooting down another object over Lake Huron on Sunday. What is going on here? So we thought, let's put this in the perspective of national security now and what lessons Canada can learn from this. So joining us now to talk about that is Vincent Rigby, a former national security and intelligence advisor here in Canada. Uh, Vincent, thank you for joining us this morning. It's my pleasure. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What do you make of all this? What is going on? (laughs) <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, I think the headline would probably be one of the more bizarre stories of the year. It's, uh, it's hard to, to figure out just what's happening right now. I think we have a little bit more clarity with the shoot down of the first balloon that I don't think you mentioned, but this was on February 4th off the coast of the Carolinas, where indications are that it was a Chinese surveillance balloon with some pretty high-tech, sophisticated surveillance equipment on board with a large payload. So if we're to believe American assertions, and I would suggest that those assertions probably are accurate, um, that that was a that was a spy balloon, for lack of a better term. But what happened over the weekend is truly bizarre. And right now we just have a paucity of information. We don't we don't know what these objects were. And you you quite rightly refer to them as objects. The Americans are referring to them as high altitude objects. They're not even using the words balloon. Um, so they may have been balloons, they may not have been balloons. So it's difficult to say. So again, uh, my immediate reaction is um, this is a very strange story and we're lacking information right now. What like There's lots also being made about the fact that this is clearly like a joint U.S. and Canadian operation with U.S. jets, uh, you know, bringing this down over the Yukon. Is that part of the agreement that we have? Is that how NORAD works? Absolutely. It's a joint Canada-U.S command and it's there to protect north american airspace so you use the assets of both countries so you'll have canadian cf-18 fighter aircraft you'll have american f-22 aircraft as part of that response in addition to a whole range of other other assets radars etc but it's a binational command so the prime minister stated in his tweet on saturday i guess it was when the object over the Yukon was shot down that I authorized the shoot down of this object. Um, What's very interesting is that the U.S. tweet that came out of the White House was we, the U.S. and Canada, President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau had collectively decided to shoot down the aircraft Um, because it was using U.S. assets. um, The Americans would have been very, very closely involved in the decision making ultimately to shoot it down. But absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's now being all of these shoot downs are being considered as one of the first actions of NORAD ever to shoot down objects over North American airspace, but that's the way it was designed to work. I think it's, it's worked perfectly in that regard. Okay, so I think it's important to, to mention that too, just because there, there were people who immediately said, why are we letting you know the United States do this? No, it used American assets, but clearly, um, I think that the, the, the deal was, and I think that the Prime Minister may have said this in a press conference yesterday, that whichever aircraft, Canadian and American, that got to the object first would shoot it down. It happened to be an F-22, um, they got there first, so they shot it down. But this is consensual decision-making. Um, they're joined at the hip in that regard, and so there's there's nothing strange in the way this was conducted. 
All right, let's talk about, though, the way we are talking about this kind of in the public, the information that the government is giving. Clearly, they're trying to figure out what's going on here, too. Like, What would your advice be at this point if you were advising the government about how to approach this? Well, I think that before you speak out publicly, you want to make sure that you've got your facts. And so that's clearly what the prime minister and the minister of national defense have been saying before we're going to come out and publicly state what this was all about. We, we have to recover the debris. We have to make a definitive assessment on what these, what these objects were. And so um, that's why I don't think you've heard anything either on the American or the Canadian side yet, because they haven't reached that definitive conclusion as to what these objects were. Um, at the same time, with each passing day, I think the public becomes a little bit more frustrated. The information that's coming out, particularly on the American side, is very contradictory. You have a lot of U.S. congressmen and congresswomen saying things that are then contradicted by government officials, by the Defense Department and the State Department. And so um, the sooner you can get information out, the sooner you can provide some clarity, the better. But there are always going to be reasons why you don't you don't want to jump too fast and you don't want to say something that you're then going to have to contradict a little bit later and say we were wrong. So they're they're getting their facts. The military will do their job and they'll do it well in terms of assessing what this was all about. But uh, but for the public, it's a little bit of it's it's head scratching. Right. And I think everybody is saying, what is going on here? I mean, all the, so the emails and correspondence I've been having with with, with commentators is <laughs> this is this is a very odd story. It is a very odd story. And I guess complicated by the fact, as you point out, Vincent, though, that we live in different times now. You know, 20, 30, 30 years ago, they probably would have been able to do more work behind the scenes before talking publicly. Now it just feels like you're just feeding that cycle. Like news is so much more demanding today. Well, it is without without a doubt. And and so there's pressure to, to say something publicly. But again, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I don't think they want to jump the gun and they want to make sure that they they have all the facts that they're at their um at uh, you know their 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 fingers here to to make sure they don't mislead the public or create even even more confu- confusion. But but you know the first balloon because it was China that raises a certain specter given geopolitical competition right now and the return of geostrategic rivalry. So you've got the the, the China shadow all over it, and so that that raises the the political debate, especially in the United States, but in Canada as well as it should. These three over the weekend, they may not have been Chinese. They may not have been Russian. They may not have been hostile state activities. Um, they may not have even been balloons. We don't know. So this uh, this makes it even more interesting. Well, that is right because you're right. They when the first one came down, they were very, they were very talkative about it. And the fact that they're not saying as much about these last two, do you think that kind of heightens people's concerns about them? Well, it heightens their concerns or it heightens their curiosity. That's that, that that's for sure. And I think what we had in the with, with the first balloon, I keep on saying the first balloon, assuming that these others are balloons and we don't know. But the first object with the Chinese came out very, very early and said, listen, um, it's one of ours. It's a it's a balloon. They, they did not admit that that it was a surveillance balloon. They said it was a weather balloon that had been blown off course, but it was out there. And so as soon as it's out there publicly, then you've got to you, you've got at least a bit of a narrative. And so that was easier. These three over over the weekend um, just seem to be a different kettle of fish. Now, maybe it will turn out that one of them was a Chinese balloon. I, I, I don't know. But at this point, you just don't know. And so even to say that it's a national security issue, we don't know if it's a national security issue. The, the balloon shut down February 4th. Absolutely. Conducting espionage, um, according to the Americans, over 
missile silos in Montana. I mean, that's a threat to national security. These three over the weekend, I mean, it seems like one of the main reasons they shot them down was an abundance of caution, they called it, and it's because it was a potential threat to civil aviation because it was flying at a lower level than that balloon, um, that earlier balloon. So, again, there's, there's the confusion. It may not even be a national security issue. Right. There's still so many questions, though. Right, Vincent? Absolutely. We'll see you in the coming days. We will. Vincent, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Have a good day. You too. That's Vincent Rigby, former National Security and Intelligence Advisor here in Canada, uh, to offices like that of the Prime Minister's office, uh, asking the questions that so many people are asking too. What is going on with all of these now objects? that are being shot down by NORAD over North America. Uh, We hope to hear more today. The Prime Minister has said there will be more information forthcoming, and we will, of course, have that for you.